0: This is a Vault Studios production.
1: I'm Spencer Brudig. I'm Will Johnson.
2: I'm Jessica Knoll. This show contains graphic material and is meant for mature audiences.
3: This could have happened at somebody's doorstep. It could have happened in somebody's vehicle. It could could have happened in somebody's residence. Unfortunately, it happened on a beautiful sunny day in a public area.
2: Tuesday, June 4th, 2019 it's sunny 75 degrees with blue skies as far as the eye can see a beautiful day for runners hikers cyclists and kayakers at cleveland metro parks rocky river reservation it's busy with carefree nature enthusiasts but peaceful until 5:18 p.m a man and his girlfriend are enjoying a leisurely day kayaking on the cuyahoga river when they stumble upon something they never expected to see along the river's edge, a man lying next to a bench. One of the kayakers runs over to see if he's okay, but then he sees blood. He turns to his girlfriend and tells her to call 911, and then he sees a woman. That's when I
0: noticed that there was another person uh, on the scene, yes, she was face down in the water on the riverbank. I originally thought it could have been a suicide and then I saw the other body my mind went to where is the the perp and you know I I needed to get my girlfriend in in view and I was kind of watching my back looking around to see if anyone was suspicious it was 5.20 in the afternoon it was probably 75 degrees out and there was plenty of traffic people running, people on bikes people driving by and I was just shocked that we were the first ones to see them
2: At 5.22 p.m., 911 gets the call. The victims are 33-year-old Catherine Brown and 40-year-old Carnell Sledge, longtime friends. Separately, they drove into the parking lot and met up just after 5 p.m. They sat together on a park bench by the river. But just minutes later, they're both shot in the head and killed on that bench. The Cuyahoga County Medical Examiner said their time of death was between 5.08 and 5.15. Dr. Thomas Gilson draws his conclusion.
4: Ms. Brown died of a gunshot wound to the head and Mr. Sledge died of gunshot wounds to the head. Both of the manners of death were homicide. And as the chief said, and I can confirm, our preliminary investigation reveals nothing other than this looks like an isolated incident.
2: Isolated or not, it's definitely unusual for this busy park.
4: sunlit, you've got a, a meandering river with benches right on the waterfront. Uh, bike path that runs right behind you, and uh, a two-lane uh, road. A lot of cars, people drive through with convertibles, motorcycles, bicy- bicyclists. Um, it's a really uh, popular area. Um, it sits, you know, close to two pretty well-heeled uh, uh, suburbs, including Rocky River. Uh, there's a f- uh, Fairview Park, which is a little more middle class, uh, that is is nearby as well. So it gets a lot of traffic. And it was around 5 o'clock p.m. Um, on a nice day. Uh, Kate and Carnell were sitting on a bench looking at the river uh, when they were, were both shot in the head. Uh, it was just that, that quick and simple.
2: Mark Namick is a reporter for WKYC in Cleveland. He's been reporting for more than 20 years and grew up in the area. So he knows it well.
4: The Rocky River Reservation is one of the most popular parks in this chain of parks. Um, you got a beautiful river that you know meanders through um, thick trees. We have some uh, open space, uh, benches right on the on the waterfront. Uh, sometimes you'll see people fishing off of some you know break walls. You will have a bike path. that's not far from the river, so there's always joggers, bikers you know, walkers going through. And there's a two-lane two, two lane road that, that cuts through that sometimes people just go there to drive through because it's such a nice view. You know, there are quicker ways to, to move around Cleveland's west side suburbs, but often people do it through that Rocky River Metro Park because it's just a great view. And there's always cars going through. Um, on this day, it was a good June day, and in Cleveland you could have crazy weather, but it was sunny you know, um, humidity low, people are out enjoying it. Um, obviously not too uh, too turbulent of weather because there were kayakers in the water. Um, so it's not raining, it wasn't rushing. Um, it really was just your, your, your perfect day to get out in the metro parks.
2: And that's what Catherine, known as Kate, who was from Olmstead Falls and worked for a jewelry company, and Carnell, known as Nell, or Sledge, and taught special needs children, did on that day.
4: CARNELL SLEDGE was 40 years old. Um, He worked at uh, Westlake High School, which is a west side suburb just next to Rocky River, Um, uh, some kind of uh, teacher there, uh, as well as into graphic design and some other elements. So a lot of people knew him, even in the media business, because he had done stuff with video production and other things. Uh, Kate Brown was 33. Uh, the family talked about what a fighter she was and how she had overcome addiction, had been sober for a year. They were super proud of her, trying to get her life back on. Um, it is it is unclear how the two knew each other. Um, there were some suggestions that, you know, was it a relationship, uh, a romantic relationship, but no one ever really gave voice to that. These were the kind of the rumors. One of the early rumors was that maybe there was a, Uh, an ex-boyfriend that, you know, had followed Kate and come upon the two of them. Um, But that never proved uh, true.
2: The Cleveland Metro Parks police are leading the investigation, and the victim's families are adamant about getting answers.
5: So we know, Heavenly Father, that you're going to bring us justice, dear Lord. For Cardinal and Catherine, Heavenly Father, Lord. We are going to stay on top of this, and we're going to make sure that Mm -hmm. justice is served.
2: But the publicly known facts are few, and the tips are drying up after a year-long investigation. But here's what we do
4: know. They were sitting on a bench. They were shot uh, at close range. Um, And minutes later, kayakers found the bodies, but nobody saw anything. That's kind of where they've left it. Uh, There were more than 100 tips uh, that were followed up on by both the park rangers. In this case, they're called the the Cleveland Metro Park Rangers or police. Uh, We've since had the local community police departments involved as well and uh, the FBI all all looking into seeing what happened. Um, They believe they were shot, you know, really between specifically around, you know, 5 p.m. and 5.15 p.m. So a very small window. Um, you know, that they believe somebody should have seen something, could have seen something, because that's still a pretty busy time of day down in the parks right there uh, between bikers, cars, hikers. um, And even there is there's a bridge above that looks down where often you could see people kind of leaning their heads over the bridge, looking down, because, again, it's a beautiful vista uh, of that riverfront um, and the park.
2: And oddly, despite the busy park that day, no one reported hearing any gunshots.
4: Uh, — Making it even more difficult to give an exact time of uh, potential death or crime here. Uh, it's, it's something that has frustrated the family uh, in particular. Uh, Kate Brown's family, uh, soon after uh, the murder, set up a memorial, but they took it a step further. And they, they began posting signs uh, in a row, so that if you were driving by, riding by, you would be reading these things, reminding people, saying, Hey, uh, Kate Brown, Carnell Sludge were, were killed around 5 p.m. on June 4th. Did you see anything? Literally, these signs say that somebody heard something. Please call.
2: Amid those signs and fear among residents, investigators maintained to the public that this was an isolated incident and that the Metro Parks are safe with 90 officers patrolling 24-7. And the last murder within the Metro Parks was two decades earlier.
4: And they, from the beginning, wanted to downplay that this is, you know, any kind of common occurrence. And uh, they did provide, at the request of multiple media outlets, their crime statistics from from the Metro Parks police that do show, you know, um, very little crime nearly no violent crime. Cleveland Metro Parks Police
2: Chief Catherine Dolan.
5: We believe this to be an isolated incident, and overall, the safety of the parks is not in question. Our thoughts are with the victims' families, and we will work as hard as possible to conduct a thorough investigation to bring justice for the families of Catherine Brown
2: and Carnell Sledge. They don't believe these shootings were random, However, the following month, two more gun-related incidents were investigated near where Kate and Carnell were killed. One of those was a robbery in which a woman was held up at gunpoint.
4: Not far from where they were, were killed, there was uh, an, a couple of, uh, of robberies involving uh, armed robbery. Uh, one woman who was a employee at a nearby hospital just above the, you know, off the bridge, just above where, where the murder took place. There's a, a Cleveland Clinic Hospital. Uh, she had gone down on a break. Uh, I think she was smoking a cigarette in one of the parking lots, not far from where these two were killed. And she was approached um, by a man, um, at least one, came up to her while she was in the car, and, 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 and you know, showed her a gun, I think put the gun to her head. I, I think I even did a reenactment of this in, in one of the stories uh, and took her purse. Um, and it was not publicly known. And, and then there was within a day or so, a Metro Parks summer employee being driven to work early in the morning. They hire a lot of young kids. They help with maintenance and grass. And, and the mother uh, came upon a car Close by, stopped, and uh, she tried to drive around the car because it wasn't moving. And she reported seeing someone in the, in the car and flashed a gun. Uh, both of those things were reported to Metro Parks Police and investigated. Um, and so people you know, were rightfully asking the question, could these be related? Metro Parks, police, and FBI have never made a connection to those.
2: No arrests were made in those cases either. And police won't speak about potential suspects or possible motives for the June 2019 double homicide. FBI Special Agent in Charge Eric Smith.
3: We have no reason to believe that it was random, and we have no reason to believe until we have the individuals in custody that we can identify for sure what the uh, the actual motive
2: was. So for now, the who and why... Remain a mystery. Originally, the reward for information on this case was $30,000, $25,000 from the FBI, and $5,000 from Crime Stoppers. But members of Brown's family increased that amount to $100,000. The FBI holds a press conference to make a plea with the public standing alongside Kate's family.
3: I would like to ask the public for assistance. The area known as the pull-off lot north of the Lorraine Road Bridge in the Cleveland Metro Park's Rocky River Fairview Park Reservation is in a highly trafficked area, especially in the late afternoon and early evening weekday hours. There are numerous joggers, walkers, bicyclists, kayakers, and even vehicles cutting through the area to avoid interstate backups, and this is true for this area on any given day. Tuesday, June 4th was a nice, warm, early evening, temperatures in the mid-70s, and accordingly there were plenty of people and plenty of activity in the park. We're asking the public to take a look at the maps displayed here. If you were in the area on the evening of Tuesday, June 4th between 4.30 and 5.30 p.m., please contact law enforcement immediately. You may have seen something that will give us the key to solve this investigation a critical piece of information that will lead us to who is responsible for this horrific double homicide. You may think that what you saw was nothing or was unrelated. We are asking you not to dismiss anything. Let law enforcement make that decision and we need your assistance. We want to hold the individuals accountable that have committed this horrific act and we also wanna provide answers to Kate and Carnell's family and friends.
2: Eight months after their loved one was shot to death on that park bench, Tom Brown, Kate's father, and Alex Zubins, her sister, also speak to the media.
5: Our family's lives were changed forever the moment we were told our beloved Kate was brutally murdered. We wake up every day not only ridden with grief, but constantly questioning how and why two wonderful people had been gunned down. Our family has pledged to keep Kate and Nell's story alive, until the person or persons responsible are brought to justice. For those of you who are watching, please try to put yourself in our shoes. Imagine waking up every morning without your sister or brother, daughter or son, your aunt or uncle, or your friend, and then realize that their murderer is walking freely among us.
2: Mark has also interviewed the family.
4: Alex, I, I remember this quite well. Said that you know she still listens to her last voicemail message and um, you know tries to you know pretend she's still there and just goes over and over that. They're they're still in a complete shock that it, it, this could happen. They really have no no understanding of of, of why, uh, no motive. They didn't see it coming, and that's been pretty dramatic.
5: He was my best friend. Talked every day. I still call her and leave her voicemails. Uh, she was
6: at the top of her game. She was enjoying life. She loved going down to the park. She would go down with her mom and play cards, sit on a blanket. and oops. I, I can't believe we're standing here.
2: Kate's father urges the public with the reward. As
6: a family, we have raised an additional $70,000. This raises the total reward to $100,000 for information leading to the arrest and conviction of Kate and Nell's murderer. We want to reassure you that when you call the FBI or when you call Crime Stoppers or the Metro Parks Police to provide a tip, you will remain strictly anonymous. We strongly believe that someone out there has heard or seen something we hope that this reward of a hundred thousand dollars will give someone the courage and encourage them to come forward with that key piece of information with your help we will find justice for kate and Nell.
2: and on a midwestern winter's day kate's mom stands in front of the memorial for her daughter and friend Nell at the riverbank where they were gunned down. The sky's no longer blue. Today, it's gray and dreary. It's cold, the ground lightly frosted. She hopes the reward money will get people motivated to talk about what happened to her daughter in this very spot just months earlier.
5: This amount of money will bring someone forward. Someone has information. Somebody knows possibly who did it, possibly It has information, period. And hopefully this amount of money will enable them to come forward. It's important for us to emphasize that this is confidential. We want the public to continue to realize that the killer is still out there. The killer or killers, they're still out there. And someone knows, there is someone, somebody else knows.
2: During one of the FBI's press conferences, they released a map of the location of the killings.
5: Take
3: a look at the maps displayed here. If you were in the area on the evening of Tuesday, June 4th, between 4.30 and 5.30 p.m., please contact law enforcement immediately.
2: Mark attended that press conference.
4: In the background were a number of of charts and maps seen of the crime, including an aerial photo of of the bridge and uh, the park below uh, there was some rumors that there were cameras that might have picked up you know people coming on that bridge above which is one way to get down below I specifically asked the Metro Parks do we have footage can we get camera footage can we see uh, what was on that bridge um, and we were told no uh, that they, you know, that they're they're not going into any details about what they may have seen or what they recorded on that. Um, now, you know, because the question is, you know, how close did we have? Did we have any license plate readers? Did we have cameras? Clearly, they they had to be reviewing uh, available footage. I mean, you you're going to look at every car that potentially could have turned down into the park system. Um, and again, traveling above the bridge that looks below, where they were killed, um, that's very likely that the person would have traveled over that bridge that went down there if they were in a car.
2: Today, just a little over a year later, the case remains unsolved. But investigators are convinced someone saw something the day this man found two bodies along the riverbank. My heart goes out to the- For now, what remains along the river, near that bench where two friends met up to enjoy a calm, beautiful spring afternoon by the water's edge, is a large banner placed into the ground with two green stakes, showing Nell and Kate's photos and the words, tragically lost, dearly missed, alive in our hearts and memories forever. On the grass just below, family and friends have left bags with notes and photos, And next to a tree, flowers, teddy bears, and pinwheels spinning in the
4: light breeze. There's actually now fewer park police or additional eyes on the park, you know, following that murder. Um, They said that's just our natural course. Um, There is no indication that they've ever added more police or beefed up uh, anything long-term in response to that uh, incident on June 4th, 2019. They said that they added patrols initially uh, in that area, obviously to just put the public at ease and, and maybe f- see something, but they've not really changed course as a result uh, of the double homicide.
2: Anyone with information about the case can call the Cleveland Metro Parks Police Department, the FBI, or Crime Stoppers at 216 252 7463 and tipsters may remain anonymous. We
3: think that somebody has talked. I think the circle of people who knew uh, what occurred has grown. They didn't feel trepidation or concern about doing it there. They could probably do it anywhere.
0: Jessica, I will say that out of, I I think maybe all of the stories we've done over the past year, the, the obvious point with this one is that it's the middle of the day. People are around. No one saw anything. No one heard anything.
2: Yeah, it's as far as we know. I mean, we don't know what those hundred tips were that came into police. They're not giving a lot of that kind of information out to the public. But, you know, when I talked to the reporter, what I was alarmed by is that at least three gunshots because he was shot twice. She was shot once in the head. No one hears gunshots in this very busy park where where there's people and and cars. And even the the man who, the kayaker who found them was surprised that he was the first one to find them, you know, within minutes of them being shot and doesn't see anyone. So it's really bizarre that no one has seen anything or or heard anything with such a busy area and such a beautiful day. So there was a lot of people at the park. It's just Interesting.
1: And one of my questions too was is the river in that area rushing like would the uh river be something No. Okay, so it was quiet. So gunshots would echo. It's not like it would be covered up by the by the river sound.
2: Yeah, and that's a that's a really great point. And when I talked to the reporter about that particular day, what was the weather like? And he said it hadn't rained. It wasn't rainy. And so The river was not rushing, and it was a perfect day for kayakers because of that. And so what you would consider the rushing river noise wasn't even there. It's just really odd that, again, no one heard anything.
0: Yeah, and and the time of death and just the short time span where this guy apparently found, you know, the first body, then he sees the woman, and they're able to establish that they were shot and killed. Like minutes before the kayaker spotted these bodies, right?
2: Yeah, within minutes. I mean, that's why we have a, you know, a very specific timeline of when the coroner believes that they were shot and then he finds them and then the 911 calls place. So I think if you're kayaking in the river, maybe maybe you would be hearing more of the water and the and nature and everything. But, you know, to come upon them within just a few minutes, I think it was like three minutes of when they believe they were shot and didn't hear anything. No one.
1: And I I know that the city and police want to keep the public calm and reassure them that, you know, the park is safe. But I found it amazing that investigators can't say that it was random, but they can't provide a motive. But then they also say that it was an isolated incident. And it's kind of like, how can they say that, especially when there was an armed robbery attempt or several nearby? And I know that's a big leap to go from an armed robbery to a double homicide. But still, like, to be able to, to say it was an isolated incident, that would infer to me that they have some sort of notion of someone knew these people. I, I, I don't know. It's so confusing.
2: And it was brazen. I mean, Busy Park. Right there on a bench by the river, daylight, it, it just brazen. And then, you know, as you heard from the reporter, there there were more gun related incidents following that shooting. So it, you know, when you're talking about the safety of this park and, and calling this gun related crime an isolated incident, well, it turns out it, it isn't because. Then two more potential sightings of guns occurred at this park, and no arrests have been made in that either.
0: Yeah, the reporter does a really good job of describing what I think all of us who live in a, you know, a city where there are parks and peaceful places to go and hang out with families. And, you know, it's like this outdoor recreational space, and it's really the last thing you would expect, certainly at 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, a bizarre story.
2: Yeah, it's a really strange case. And, you know, hopefully this is only a year into the investigation and we've seen we've covered cold cases that span decades. So hopefully this one will have some closure for the family and and the investigators soon.
0: And we will be back next week with a new case and a new story. Jessica, where can people learn more about us?
2: We are on social media, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And we also have a Facebook group, Inside the Crime Vault, where we discuss this and other cases. And you can tell us cases you think we should be looking into.
0: Spencer. Sometimes people know other people who like true crime stories and this kind of content. What can they do?
1: Well, the first thing is they can tell those people about us. <laughs> uh, but then also, if, uh, if you like this episode and if you like True Crime Chronicles as a series, please give us a like, give us a subscribe, um, and tell your friends and family about us.
0: All right. We'll be back next week with a new case, new story.